If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning with verse 45. John 1, 45. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael saith unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, How knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and saith unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? That thou see the, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Father, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you for another real person in the Bible, Lord, that uh, followed you and now is with you. Now I pray that you'd help us to glean all we can tonight from Nathaniel that we might learn and find ourselves maybe in his position. In Jesus' name, amen. They named me Kenneth. I'm known as Kenny. I'm known as Ken. I'm known as Leroy. I'm known as Knucklehead. I'm known as Dummy. I'm known as Stupid. Okay? Nathaniel also was known as Bartholomew and a lot of other names. I'm serious when I tell you I'm, that's what I'm known as. They'll say, are you talking about? Yeah. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> Nathaniel was, was sort of like uh, the absent-minded professor type. If you remember that character. Um, he went around with his hair uncombed, shoes untied, tie tied upright. But he was smart. He studied the Word of God. And we look at him tonight, first of all, as a student. Um, verse 45 bears that out, that he was a student of the Word. Now, Nathaniel uh, uh, was a devout student of the Word. Not just one who read a little bit here and a little bit there, but one who really studied the Scriptures. Now, his friend Philip spoke to him in the writings of... In the scripture, he says, he talks about, it's the one that the writings of Moses, you remember. The prophets, you remember. And the assumption that he was familiar uh, with the contents of what was taking place. Every word, you see, God uh, proves true. Every word of the Bible is true. Um, there is no uh, differences uh, people say, well, it contradicts itself. No, it doesn't. The devil wants you to think that it contradicts itself, but it does not. It's always a true word of God. Every word proves that God is real. God is true. He's a shield to those, the Bible says, who take refuge in him. Uh, the wisdom of men, it, the Bible says, is foolishness of God. 
unbiblical speculations lead us nowhere. If it doesn't, if it's not based on the Scripture, if it's not based on the Holy Word of God, what good is it? Now we should we should go beyond the Bible, okay? Well, that's what the world says, but Christians say, and God says, don't go beyond the Bible, but go to the Bible, not hearsay. But what does thus saith the Lord? What does God say? Well, no matter what the situation might be, listen, refusing to, to, to uh, expose ourselves to the Bible uh, in our search for truth, and that is Jesus and his ways, is like a flower without sunshine. You take away the sunshine, the plants, they're not going to last long. You can pour all the water you want to. They've got to have sunshine. You and I, we must have the sun in our heart, shining for the glory of God. Um, Nathaniel uh, here had been living uh, with the truth the whole, his whole way after he had heard the, uh, the message of Jesus. Uh, and that's why it, was, it wasn't the hardest thing to surrender uh, to the call. But we see him secondly, not only as a student, but in looking at his calling, he was a, he was a skeptic. Uh, he was a doubter according to verse 46. Now these verses, they stand alone uh, in our study uh, of, of, of uh, Nathaniel. Uh, one of the uh, 12 that was hesitant about following uh, the Lord. Um, he's the only one who hesitated. Every, everyone else, when you, you see Jesus called him, it, the Bible said that they dropped what they were doing and they followed. And so we see um, Nathaniel here as being a little arrogant, a little proud, uh, like you're calling me. I mean, hey, I know all about you. Well, what he didn't know, Jesus knew all about him. That's the thing. You know, we say, oh, I know, I know about the Bible. But do we understand and know that God knows us, that Jesus knows us? Every age, no matter what generation we're in, there's always arrogant skeptics along the way that laugh at the claims of Jesus and the church. They make fun of it. Jesus is the head of the church. You understand? The head of the church. He died for the church, and he expects us to become a part of the church. Now, in this um, sophisticated um, world that we live in education, um, some people are tired of being told what to do. They're not interested in what you want them to do. Bottom line, if you, if you interview them enough, they want to know what's right. What is the right thing to do? Uh, people come and, and they'll say, Here, here's my situation. What do you think I ought to do? Okay, I have an opinion. You have an opinion. But I, when they ask me, I should be thinking about where in the word of God does it give them their answer? Because if I can find it in the word of God, then suggest, then I know I'm on the right page, Okay. I know I'm giving right instructions. The Bible says that we, as God's children, should be ready to give an account to everyone who asks us why we live like we live. And be ready, it says. Don't have to go think about it. Be ready to give an account to those. 
Well, he was a little arrogant sometimes, but he was also a noble uh, guy. He was, he was a fine character. He was raised right. Nathaniel represents the, the higher and the, the nobler kind of hesitance. You see, it's a hesitance of, of one who refuses to be pushed into something. But rather, we should not try to push people lest we push them away. We should lead them. It goes back to what the scripture says. Unless the spirit of God draws a person, there's no reason for them to come. But in you and I, as, as we uh, live out our lives and we are an example for others, then they see that example and then they may ask us, well, tell me about your Christian life. And hey, that's an open opportunity to tell them why you are, what you are, when you are, and where you are with the Lord. Now, um, when we think about this thing, there's only one answer to, to being arrogant and noble. And this is what Philip said. And Philip challenged Nathaniel. When Nathaniel said, uh, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Well, Philip challenged him when he said, why don't you come and see? Don't take my word. Why don't you just come and see the one that you have read about and, and studied about? You see, Christianity has nothing to hide. I'm thankful we are not a part of a secret organization. Okay? We are open. And, you know, so many, uh, many times when we have our, our communion, I try to make it plain that, hey, it's, it's open communion. If you only requirement is that you be saved. And it's... It, it, uh, some people who are guests, they will ask, you know, can, can we protect today? Well, if you've been saved, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You can. And it shocks some of them because, hey, uh, again, some denominations, some religions, I, I guess they may do that. If you're not a member here, you don't participate. You say, we have no doctrine which must be hidden in the closet. Thank goodness, I, the Bible, the doctrine of the, of the Bible, the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father and the Holy Spirit is open. It's open to whosoever will, the Bible says, whosoever will. Now, Philip's wondering about this, so, uh, you know, um, I think of, of what Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it is the power whereby a person can be saved in the only way that they can be saved. The only test for Christianity, the Bible says, is a taste test. Listen to what the Bible says. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, so many times, and even today, at the table, try this. The little guy's one year old. No, he can do that. No, you know. Well, our youngins sometimes, you know, say, taste this, try this. I don't want it. I don't, I don't. How do you know you don't? Have you ever tasted of it? No, and don't want to. Well, why not? The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay? Now, um, English peas. I can eat English peas. I can eat them cooked, raw, boiled, mashed. But it's not my favorite vegetable. But I can eat them. Liver? Whew. I have and I can. <laughs> I don't want that stuff. I already know what it tastes like. It's like eating a piece of dried up sponge. 
I never forget. I, I, you know, I, I would go anywhere anybody asked me to go. I, I'd go whether I wanted to or not. I mean, I'm a pastor, and I want to be a good pastor, so I'd go anywhere. And I was visiting uh, this home one day, and, and later on in the week, one of the members said, Hey, I saw your truck down at so-and-so's house. I said, Yes, sir, I was down there visiting. You didn't eat down there, did you? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I did. Oh, I don't see how you stood it. I said, Well, God's in control. They asked me to stay, and I stayed. I was at another house about 11.30, and then the man said, Now, then you should go and wife ought to have dinner on the table any minute. She'll call us. Okay, I'll stay. Liver and onions. I eat it. I eat a little bit of it. No, ma'am, I don't care for anymore. I thank you very much. But I did try it. You ever go overseas, you'll know, hey, Eat what's put before you. Try something. What you don't like, try it. Nathaniel wasn't sure about this. He was hesitant, but I love Philip's challenge to him. Well, buddy, you've been reading about it. We've found him, and if you don't think it's so, why don't you just come and see? He put the challenge out to him, and Nathaniel did it hook, line, and sinker. He, he went for it. So, the the thing we see about Nathaniel here, um, one of the last things is his surrender. You know, that's important. Surrendering. Now, that doesn't just talk about surrendering to full-time Christian service, but surrendering to God. All together, giving ourselves to him. Whatever you want, Lord, that's what I'll do. Wherever you want me to go, that's where I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, that's what I'll say. I go so many times to places and I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to deal with this? Then I quit fretting about it. Just quit fretting. When you get there, I'll tell you what to say. I'll, I'll give you the words. Don't fret over it. So just go. Because your presence is probably going to be more important than what you say anyway. Because when you come away, they're going to know that you have been there and you have represented me and you've represented me well. So we see uh, his surrender there beginning in uh, verse uh, 47. Um, Nathaniel, the right kind of skeptic, came and saw and he surrendered to the Son of God. He allowed his belief to become trust by giving himself to the Lord wholeheartedly. Um, Let's look at the Bible, what it says about his surrender. First of all, it was preceded by his sincerity, okay? He was sincere. Jesus Christ, when he saw Nathaniel approaching him, paid him a high compliment by saying, Behold, an Israelite in whom is no God. In other words, he was saying, Hey, here is a Jew. Here is a true Jew. Inside and out, upside down, backwards, left, right, he is a true, solid Jew. And hey, you're the one I want. Your honesty, I've watched you. Your honesty, and, and Nathaniel said, hey, what do you mean you watch me? Basically, that's what he said. What do you mean you have watched me? Um, God said, uh, Jesus said to him, I created this intimacy, you know. Uh, Nathaniel wondered, um, how, how, could, how could he know my character so well here? You know, it's amazing to me when somebody says, hey, I, I know about you. I've heard about you. Oh, my goodness. That could be dangerous sometimes. People say, oh, I know you. I've never met you, but I've heard all about you. Well, I don't know where I need to say, well, what have you heard about me? <laughs> or I say, it must have been somebody that I owe money to. 
Oh no, what nothing to do with them. And so, you know, our character follows us. Follows uh, Jesus replied to, to him. Uh, he said, before Philip called you, son, I, I watched you. You sitting down yonder under that fig tree, nibbling on the fig. I saw you. You was down there relaxing. I saw you. And I felt and I knew I wanted you to be a part of my team. And so when I called you, I knew what you stood for. You see, it's, it's characterized, this thing, whole thing is characterized by Nathaniel's surrender. I love it when people just automatically give in to God. They don't have to be pushed. They don't have to be shoved. They don't have to be prodded. They just give in to God. Now, once Nathaniel was convinced, he made a total surrender to Jesus. Um, with his mind, his great messianic, the, the psalm uh, that, that talks about the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole world. Who can know it? Hey, he sees us. He knows us. And so it rang a bell. Nathaniel thought, well, hey, you know, Rabbi, he addressed him. Rabbi, you know, he said, you're a king of Israel. Basically, hey, that was what he was, but he was a whole lot more than that. And which leads us to, to the last thing, and that is the sights, okay? Uh, the sights. I want to read verse 50, 51. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believest thou? Do you believe that? Thou shalt see greater things than these, Nathaniel. You just keep up with me and follow me. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. No matter how we interpret it, Jesus is simply saying this. After the surrender, Nathaniel, things are going to get sweeter. You're going to see heaven open. You're going to see angels ascending and descending. And you know, we sing a song. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus. I love him more and more. Every day with Jesus. He's the one that I'm living for. Every day with Jesus. Should be sweeter than the day before. And Nathaniel, I, I, again, I love what, what uh, Philip said to him. And what a challenge. Come and see. I say to you tonight, hey, if you're not close to the Lord you want to be, you need to come and see. Find him in his word. You and I are in there. Find him. Find God's will for your life. There's nothing better than knowing what God wants and going and doing it. It'll give you sweet satisfaction. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you for those who've come. I pray that you just bless them, bless their home. Give them safety to their home. Lord, keep us safe. Keep us warm tonight. I pray for our elderly that live alone, uh, Lord, that they would be safe and warm tonight. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do for us, Lord, because we know it's that all we have belongs to you. And Lord, we just want to just give it back to you and be used of your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.